Welcome to Two Girls, One Film, a fire casual film discussion podcast by amateur film connoisseurs Lindsay Fang and Annabelle Cohen. Enjoy. Okay, what's up, everyone? This is our 10th episode of the Two Girls, One Film podcast. Our 10th anniversary, um, Uh, podversary. Um, Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, so this is is a big milestone for us. Just because of that, you know, I I took a look. I took a look at our statistics today, right? And I was like, you know, what's going on? What's going on with the podcast? up in here and i looked at our spotify wrapped which told us two oh. things it oh told us God. how many episodes we had and how many minutes we recorded they're like oh, oh that's fine you did, you did because we don't have enough listeners yeah we don't have enough listeners yet but that's okay fine. it's fine it's fine, it's fine. That's fine. we like that you know what though i did notice let me pull this up real quick i did notice that the majority of our listeners do come from the united states of america and within okay. the United States, you would think most of them would come from Massachusetts, because that's where my boarding school is. But no. 20% of them come from Texas, and 20% of them come from Washington State. So thank you to our Texan listeners and our Washington State listeners as well. You know, we appreciate you. 3% Wait, of our listeners... Wait, 20% in, in, of our entire listeners Oh, no, no, no. Just, just in the United States. Oh. Oh. But, <laughs> The, the U.S. is like 60%, I would say. We got like 3% in Bahrain. A couple of others I'm honestly lost on right now. But, you know, thank you all. We appreciate you. You know, mm. the, we're, we are a grassroots movement, a grassroots film movement. We are starting from the bottom up. You know, we are we are getting there. You know, we appreciate your support, you listening grassroots. to us. Wait, do you know how many lists we have in total? Or does that not... Is that not a thing that uh, no, it, it does us? not show that. It just kind of shows, like, no. uh, how many listens we get per episode and just kind of, like, stuff like that. Is it uh, parabola? Uh, I wouldn't call it... It's, like, more of, like, a line graph, I would say. It's pretty consistent, I would say, because we're... Every time, every time we release an episode, it, like, spikes up because people start listening oh, i see I yeah see. but you know that makes sense yep i appreciate all of you listening yes. um i guess another like topic i guess unrelated to film for our intro is oh let me just say another cute moment i had today um sure. speaking of supporters my brother patrick he is a supporter i asked him today at dinner i was like patrick what kind what kind of things do you listen to on spotify and patrick was like (laughs) i listen to podcasts sometimes and i was like oh really what podcast do you listen to and patrick was like two girls one film and i was like what oh what and he was like i i like to support you and i was like wow that's very sweet 13 year old like going going crazy that's very very lovely amazing support it so shout out to patrick when he listens to this episode even though he 
he never watches these movies, so I don't know if he really follows. But you know, I'm happy to have you here, Patrick. I think he likes the sound of your voice. It's 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 um calming. Thank you. I I appreciate yeah. it. Your voice. I'd yeah. say your voice is more calming though, because sometimes I listen to it back. Oh. And I'm like, wow. I really I really sound like a lot right now. I'm like, I'm like going too crazy. I don't know. I don't want to wake up any of our like sleepless <laughs> of our sleeping know? listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't sleep on this episode. Oh, actually, you know what? I will say. Since talk about your sibling, I'm saying very grateful for my sister because she allowed me to put up the partition in our hotel room, so I don't have to. I think she put earphones in so she can't hear me while I'm doing this. I don't actually That's know. That's kind of interesting. So. I didn't know they had that in hotel rooms. Yeah. I, yeah, I I'm very that. glad there is. I love Otherwise that. I would have gone crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess one last thing. You know, this this week has been stressful for some people. Um, people applying to U.S. colleges. You know, I don't know oh what's going on. Oh my god. All of that recently because I'm not applying to college right now, but. Some people got in, some people didn't, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you have your own path. Good luck to you all. We are not an advice mm-hmm. podcast, but you know, I'm just trying <laughs> Should to we become one? Yeah. inspire yeah. you right now. You know, I know some of you may be going through a rough time. Some of you got into, I don't know, if you got into Ivy League, good for you. You're all set. But, you know, it's just interesting. It's kind of weird seeing mm-hmm. all these people, like just get into college because in my mind I'm still like 12 yeah I forget I keep forgetting you're not applying this year Mm -hmm. I'm always like Lindsay I I was like can I ask you what's going on with your uni apps but then I forget Mm -hmm. you know I'm part of me is like sad I'm not applying this year because at this point I just want to go I'm like I'm over Uh, it let me leave let me let me go to the next step but also I'm like you know it, things are kind of hectic right now. I, I don't think yeah, like, this was a good year for me to, like, have all that going on. Yeah. Um, I'm still fairly busy. But mm. I'm looking forward to it next year. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you got going on? Um, I just want to let my viewers, sorry, listeners, our listeners know that I am currently on day nine of quarantining in Hong Kong in a hotel. I haven't left this room for nine days. I haven't um breathed fresh air in nine days and i'm in this like i don't even know how many square feet um hotel room i'm going crazy i've never felt this low but (laughs) i think i'm fine oh also i've had i have had uni um offers so that's great oh yes oh my goodness okay she is is winning she is on a roll she is going somewhere going places um honestly at this point you know don't forget don't forget me when you're famous honestly um (laughs) keep me in mind you know remember the real ones remember no one day when we get like a streamies award i'll be like it was it started from the bottom now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Mm-hmm. Us and James Charles, you know. My sister just texted me saying, you sound spoiled. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I should stop talking about myself and let's talk about the film. That's just the 
Unless you have confidence. something to say. We have confidence in our abilities, you know? Who's gonna listen to us if we don't have confidence, you know? This is I what know. makes us shine. This is what makes us, you know, brighter than shy? all the other stars. Oh, 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 shine. I thought you said shy. No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But, yep, I think that was a fantastic intro. We're gonna kind of segue into... Heaven knows what, which is our Heaven knows for what today, our second Safi Mode film. You know, I was really considering, I was really thinking about this. I didn't know if I wanted to do another one. So I didn't mm -hmm. know if people would be into that. But I I watched this and I was like, wow, this this was kind of like a lot. And I need a I need to digest this. You need to talk about it. Verbally and it's just a good film to talk about. So yeah. Little little bit about this. It's a 2014 psychological drama film directed by Ben and Josh Safi, written by Ronald Brownstein, Bronstein, and Josh Safi. Stars Ariel Ariel Holmes, Buddy Duress, Buddy Duress, mm -hmm. Ron Bronstein, Eleanor Hendricks, Caleb Landride Jones. Wait, Ron Bronstein's in it? Who is he? He's the he's the the guy with the cap. It's a different. It's different from the guy who who wrote it, though. They're both called Ron Bronstein. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow, that's silly. That's very silly. <laughs> yep, but yep. And lastly, Yuri Yuri Pleskin. The it was based on a book called Mad Love in New York City, which is actually an unpublished a book. Mm-hmm. It was her yeah. unpublished memoir of her life as a homeless heroin addict living on the streets of New York City, um, where she was actually discovered by Josh Safdie. So she was discovered while she was homeless, and he eventually encouraged her to write the memoir, which, honestly, I don't know where he finds these people, honestly. I have a... it's... It's like, you know, the Safdie brother style. I It's very fast-paced. It's it's like a lot, like, sensory-wise. Mm. It's a, you know, even music. It's like super just chaotic, I would say. And kind of these stressful, anxiety-inducing situations where protagonists are always just going through this kind of, like, short-term, I would say, but super packed and, like, emotionally... Kind of. What do I say? Emotionally. <laughs> what do I say? I'm just gonna say packed. I'm gonna say Driven? packed again. Situations, no. and it's it's a lot. It's a lot for them. It's a lot for me as a viewer too. I'm just sometimes I'm just trying to live a peaceful life, and all these all these people they're just hopping around, you know, making bad decisions, and we just have to we just have to roll with it. But that's just the Safdie mm -hmm. brother style, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like the first, first few minutes of the film is like there's like an opening before you get like the credits, mm -hmm. and like, um, it's basically, it's first it's Harley the character that Ariel Holmes is playing. She's playing like a sort of semi-fictionalized version of herself, mm -hmm. and she's like walking around and she tries to find her, I'd say, sort of on and off lover Ilya, mm -hmm. who. She finds him and she's like, what is it? I think he just basically, like, coerces her into, like, killing herself. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
she does it. Well, she doesn't, sorry. Why did I? No, she doesn't. She, it's, okay, basically I watched this and I was like, Lindsay, why the hell would you make me watch this? Because I was like, I was not in the right, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer before I, um, like, watched the movie. I just, like, went on, like, website and found it and I was like, okay, I, like, I was eating dinner and I was like, oh, I was like, why has Lindsay made me watch this? And I watched the first bit up into the credits and I had to stop. So, and then I was like, I can't do this while I'm, like, having dinner right now. So I have to, like... I had to pause and then re like I had like a shower and like calm myself down and then I watched it right before I went to bed and then I was so I think I was more um I was really really interested in the concept of the movie mm-hmm. which I'll talk about later because let's talk about the movie first mm-hmm. yeah. yeah for me I went into it because I was like I like the Safdie brothers. I wouldn't call the I wouldn't call myself a hardcore fan because really I've only watched like their two most popular movies, Uncut Gems and Good Time, and both of mm-hmm. them I really enjoyed, especially Good Time. So I'm like, you know, if I'm looking for a similar experience, why not try out this heaven knows what situation? What put me off at first was the IMDb rating, which was a six point eight, and I was like, you know, IMDb can be kind of kind of iffy iffy sometimes, you know. I'll try it out anyway, and it, yeah, I, I think I would call it a similar experience to Good Time and Uncut Gems, just a less refined version because this is mm. earlier Safdie Brother material, and they're really still like developing this kind of theme they have on in all of their movies where they centralize around these super toxic people that kind of get themselves in sticky situations, and. Mm you know because of that they get the audience root for them but they still go through a lot of you know they go through this whole like transformative journey but at the end it's just they're still the same person you know that that's just the general gist that's their style that's what they like to do yeah and they do it well and it was just interesting to see how this played out in this particular movie because again it, Mm. it was less refined and you know, they're, I, I like how, I like how they build their characters. Obviously, they're based on real people, but they're so, they're so eccentric. Like, well, like, yeah. Ilya. Ilya is a person, I'm, I'm, like, shocked by. Because that's, like, based on him, a real person. <laughs> and that, pro- he probably said those things in real life. I'm like, hello? Hello? Mm. And it's just... You know, they put they they shine this light on people that don't really get paid attention to, you know. It's very it's like what would I call it? I would call it underground New York maybe. He they're very much like a New York film duo. Like all their films are based on New York. And this is yeah. just kind of a representation of a small corner of that which I appreciated, mm. you know. We we learned a little bit about New York homeless culture, um, you know, addict culture. But as a whole, I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about how I thought... Like, basically, I was watching a video just now, right before um, we started recording, about, mm-hmm. like, the interview of Josh and Benny Safdie. Mm-hmm. Let's see like basically Josh is the one who carries the conversation he like talks about how he like found Ariel mm-hmm. and like he says like 
oh i was researching for uncut gems about like the diamond district and like saw her and he thought she was like a russian whatever like one of those very uh rich diamond i don't know hustler i don't know i don't know these right words (laughs) and then he was like oh like he talked to her and found out she was just like doing an apprenticeship at um I've already forgotten the word. Oh, the Diamond District. And, um, like, he like, wanted to find out more about her. Like, slowly becomes, befriends her and, like, finds out about her story. And, like, the way that Josh speaks about him... Um, sorry. Oh, my God. What the <laughs> about Ariel. And also talks about Buddy Duress. I'm like, you can tell in this movie that it's, like, full trust between the director whatever the crew people and the actor actress people like it's like so raw and like at the same time not like dissociative but like it's like also sort of removed because like I did not feel the same empathy as I did towards um Harley as I did to Connie at all like it was very different um, viewing experience for me because I feel like in some sense it's sort of like a documentary but like it's still got like this film uh, like this separation between the audience and the um the characters just because of how destructive they are to themselves that you can't really like fully empathize and sympathize with them for sure I agree. Um, another thing to add about the what you said about the characters um, and the way they, the actors themselves interacted with the Safdie brothers, a lot of these people, they like, these are Buddy Duress. He's like an authentic New York guy. Like he's not an he's not a trained actor. I love Buddy Duress. Yeah, I know. I think he's amazing. He's just he's someone so that good. the brothers just plucked off the street and they're like, okay, yeah, we'll cast him. He, Buddy Duress was actually on the run from the police the entire time filming this movie. On and he got arrested. He he got arrested the day after rapping. Yeah. And he was in like Rikers Island prison for like two years until Good Time started yeah, filming, yeah. and he popped into that too. So I'm like, <laughs> hello, <laughs> buddy. What what's going on, buddy? And I think he got <laughs> after Good Time. He got back. He got put back in. He got put back in prison. Really? And I think now he's back out. But I'm not sure exactly. But he's just got he's just got a whole lot of like petty criminal charges, I would say. You know, that's that's really him. I think Mm. a lot of his characters not it's not acting at all. That's true authentic buddy. And that's why (laughs) that's why he's that's why in every that's why in good time He's powerful, and that's why in heaven knows what he's powerful, because he, he is a real mm. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's kind of like, a sh- he was the star of Good Time, like, that, that just that one one mm. segment, he, he, he had a shiny I really segment. thought it was, like, extreme facial, what's the word, when you, like, like, Madame Toussaint's. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I thought he, that wasn't his face, but also because it was, like, beaten up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like I don't know that's not a very good point Annabelle okay continue mm-hmm. 
just forgot the plot. Because what if our um, listeners don't know what it's about? Oh, yeah. You can yeah. go ahead. Um, okay, so basically after... After Ilya has, like, put Harley through, like... Um, I think she... What is it? Yeah, she slit her wrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the, like, on the side of a street in broad daylight. Like, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, she p- was put in a psychiatric ward. And then she gets out... And she finds Mike, a friend who, I'm gonna be honest, I've forgotten where he was. He was just like outside. He was dealing doing yeah. drugs. Um, and she like sticks with him. What what happened next? Um, I just watched this last night. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Scully first. Why? Oh, okay. Scully. You know what? I'll talk about Ilya first, and then we'll go Scully. Because is one of the first people that appears. Ilya's played by yeah. Caleb Landry-Jones, who always seems to play, like, these weird characters. I, I cannot believe he was in Get Out. Yeah. <laughs> I totally... It's such a different person. I totally forgot like he was... like a chame- chameleon. In this, it, it, the only word to use for Caleb Landry-Jones in this is slimy. That's it. Slimy. <laughs> That's just what he was. He looks was- like... He, he looked like Tommy Wiseau to me. You're, you know what? You're actually right. They had the same yeah. look. But he was, he was deranged. He had, he had something going on on a whole other level. Yeah. Ilya, Ilya is Ariel's kind of on and off partner, I guess. Um, uh, toxic check. Mm-hmm. Ariel's infatuated with Ilya. Yeah. But Ilya does he doesn't really care. He's he thinks it's a game. He's playing with her. It's so effed up that mm-hmm. bus stuff. He's playing with her feelings. And he said he said, Oh, go ahead, kill yourself and all If you love you. me, kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And he was like he was uh, like teasing her the whole time. He was like with his deranged smile. He was like watching YouTube and was like, haha, if you love me <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it, it was not pleasant, and you know what? To be honest, when I were when I watched that scene when he co when he coerced her into slitting her wrist, I was like, hold up there, this this is this, frankly it really is a lot. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot, Lindsay. <laughs> the, you know, okay, I, it started like... off. It started off with a bang. That's what I'll say. Yeah. But then he was like, but then there are moments where he's like, he takes it back. You know, so some of it is a front. I would say some of it is like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't care about anything. You know, I'm a, what do you call it? But like when, what? when you're, when you take pleasure in other people's pain, there's like a word. Sadist. Yeah, he's a sadist. Mm-hmm. What are you saying, though? Um, I was gonna say hey, they don't really re- reconnect until like the Mm-mm. third, third of the film. Mm-mm. Yeah, he he pops yeah. in and he pops out. But yeah, yeah. What do you think of Scully? His little part. Scully, I was like, Scully's such a sweetie, mm-hmm. such a sweetie, looking out for Harley, but she's like, get away from me, Scully! Like you walked behind us for ten blocks. <laughs> I mean, okay, sorry, that's so nice. I but, know. Like, yeah, so Scully's Scully, just looking out for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scully's like the redeeming col- uh, character in all of this. 
Um, you know, it was a very small role, though. Extremely yeah, small role. It was so much smaller than I thought it thought it was going to be because I thought he was going to come back at the end and sort of bring things yeah. together. You know, so that's a something that I hope for, but it didn't actually happen. But I think him as a character provided a, a needed balance to all the other toxicity. Of so Sophia's was he Ilya's like friend? Um, yes. Uh, no. I I would say they're acquaintances. I I would he say he hangs around at the library with him. Mm, I feel like oh, all these co- people wait, wait. are connected. Sorry, in, continue. Like, I feel like all of these people yeah. are connected in like little ways. I don't know, not necessarily yeah. on like deep levels, but I think Scully Scully just feels some sort of protectiveness to um, Harley, which mm. I also wish we kind of had more background on. It was just sort of he came in mm. and he was like, you know, don't mess with, don't mess with Harley because she's with me. And I'm going to take care of Harley because I care about her. But we also don't know, like, the backstory to that. We don't know why, you know, he feels this compulsion to care for her. But also... one thing... Wait, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think one thing about the nature of this film is, like, it's very, like, matter-of-fact. And it's just, like, you're... you're, There's no, like, build-up. You're just put into it. That like we're put into the experience of viewing it because like the opening shot or something like is like a long tracking scene following Harley walking through the library trying to find Ilya. Like it's like there's no context. You're just you're you're placed into it and then you like you use your own intuition and like common sense to figure out like the relationship between between the characters and like the each character's personality. Like it's a very it's a very there and now situation like it's not a well like that's how like sort of how they're living like they're mm-hmm. sort of thinking about i read an uh, interview with ariel and i was like you're thinking about like how you are this hour then the next hour it's not like a day thing you're thinking about it in like time is warped when mm-hmm. you're in this kind of situation so i felt like that was very much shown through the way that the film played out for sure for sure i yeah and it plays it plays out to me as a viewer as well because I also feel super immersed in their experience and I feel like it it kind of feels like it's going in real time even though it isn't it's it just is a very like short short-term experience kind of similar to good time and uncut gems um they just kind of this this theme just kind of what's the word for it permeates through all of their scripts (laughs) i just i've just been kind of going crazy with my vocab recently what can i say (laughs) but i i love this is why this is my their main selling point to me i would say because like you said every film that i've seen of them so far is like they they bring you in like from the start there is like there is no really like soft mellow introduction and slow like weaving into it it's like bam like you're here and we're gonna give it to you and i appreciate that you know um but let me see i i did see uh another trivia piece kind of fun Mm -hmm. trivia piece um what it was that 
when they were filming this, they actually, the bro- the Safdie brothers did not actually get a real permit for Oh, what? So most of their shots were, like, from, like, far away with, like, super oh, yeah. long zooms. Long lenses. Which yeah. made it. Which made sense to me, because as I was watching it, I was like, mm, you know, I, I, like, just thinking back to the scenes I saw, I'm like, that could definitely be shot from a long way away. Mm-mm. And I and think part like... of it was also to, like, let the characters kind of marinate in themselves, like, find their <laughs> real homeless groove, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, yeah, a tri- one more trivia before we continue the storyline, Ezra Miller was actually considered for Paul? Ilya's role. Really? Mm-hmm. That's very interesting to me, and kind of, I I can kind of see the slimy part, but also I, I would be surprised <laughs> for him to give me the same kind of performance. You know, I don't really, I don't really see it in him. But also, partly, I don't know, it's just, I, if I see I it, haven't I seen see many it. of his work to be able to say something about it. Perks, perks of being a wallflower. I, I actually haven't seen, seen that. You haven't seen that? What? No. I thought everyone saw that in the in the Tumblr years, you know? Oh, I, I, I mean, I had a Tumblr, I had Tumblr uh, years, but I didn't, I Perks didn't watch is it. such a Tumblr movie. Real, okay, real ta- real small tangent real quick, okay? Mm. There's so many, like, Tumblr movies going on right now. And don't get me what? wrong, I had a real, I had a huge Tumblr phase, but... You know, things like Her, Eternal oh. Sunshine, um, Juno, 500 Days of Summer, Juno. They're all like, it, they're such like specific era films that I'm like, I don't know. I think about it sometimes. And I'm like, wow. Like, you, got, you got like the, the classics like um, screen caps from Clueless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hate about You. You know, oh, it's a yeah. different type, but it's For still... Sure. For sure. Mm. But we, we'll revisit that later on. Um, I guess back to heaven knows what. We mm. continue. And basically... I have a point about the long lens. Oh yeah, go for it. Yeah. Like you were saying, um, how you let the characters marinate into themselves. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say marinate into like, the, um, the, the city because it just, it's, mm. it's, very, it's very real and it's like um, like I was saying, like documentary, like because it's mm-hmm. like they're like in in the heart of everything going on, and especially with no permit, they're just literally mm-hmm. around real people. I know. And like most of the shots, you, you find that they're like either long and like tracking, or like normally they have some sort of like obfuscation, whereas like there's like window or like there's like a pole blocking it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Are you getting the what's the real story? Like no, I'm just kidding. No, but it's like it's another thing that like sort of blocks the audience from the characters and like their real selves. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just quite interesting to me. Very metaphorical. I love that. <laughs> I would love to Thanks. dig into that more um eventually. But I guess back to the storyline itself, we I think we got we kinda got to the phase where Harley's just kind of going around with Mike and kind of trying to live her life but this time she doesn't really have a guiding force 
like Scully. She's just kind of succumbing to all of her desperations and wants and her like infatuation with Ilya and all her toxic behavior. Mm. And at this point, she's just. Uh, she's just deteriorating because she doesn't really know what to do with herself anymore. She's kind of lost direction because she she doesn't know where she is um, at with her relationship with Ilya at this point, and that's the only thing really keeping her going. Um, but she's with Mike now, and yeah. Mike kind of what kind of dynamic do you think Mike brings to this? Would you say? Well, there's like, you know, well, basically, I don't see them as like a romantic couple, mm-hmm. but like the like she sort of uses Mike. She uses the fact that she is sort of romantically involved with Mike to her advantage to mm-hmm. get heroin from him, mm-hmm. and like because there's like a scene of them in. I'm just gonna make guess Central Park. I don't know, <laughs> um, and they're like making out, and then like Ilya walks Ilya by, just pops then, out. Yeah, I'm like, like what? what the hell? <laughs> just he Jesus. popped out of nowhere. Like, he said, "Okay, he said hello." He was like mad too. He was like, <laughs> and Harley was like, "Oh," and Mike. She was like, oh. Mike. "Okay, that whole dynamic is so funny to me," but. Yeah, I think Mike, first of all, Mike was just comedic relief because, you know, that's that's just the kind of actor Buddy DeRest is. Um, second of all, you thought he was funny? Yeah, I thought he was funny. He's a funny, he's a funny actor. The thing. But I didn't, I didn't get funny from his performance. I, oh, you, Were you yeah. laughing at him? Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm not with him. It's just the way he acts. You don't. You don't think he's comedic. Okay, to be fair, there are some funny bits with him. Okay, yeah, but I'm just. I I, I, I wasn't laughing, laughing during this film. Oh doing... no, I wouldn't say I was laughing, but he's like he brings a lighter, a lighter side. That's true. You know, if it was just like Harley and Ilya, you you know how that be? That'd be crazy. That'd be too much. Do you remember there was like a scene of Buddy and um, Harley walking down the street? But like before they meet up with the guy at the motorcycle mm-hmm. and Buddy was telling like a funny story. Mm-hmm. I just gotta. That's, that's all I have to say. Yeah. No. Buddy. Buddy says a lot, but says nothing at the same time. You know <laughs> what I mean? True. <laughs> True. He's always he's always yapping, but no one's really listening <sighs> to him. And yapping. <laughs> I love him though. I love him. Um. Yeah, that motorcycle bit kind of seemed out of nowhere. She just I don't think left. That was so weird. I will say that this movie doesn't have a plot, but it has a plot. Mm-mm. I would say that too. It's just you just got to be with them in the moment, like you said before. But I think that's that's how it is. Like it's mm-hmm. sort of like life. It's not mm-hmm. like a story. Yeah. It's what she does. Yep. It's it's rep- It's yeah. representative of. It's wrapping up. I can't speak. Well, I can't no speak need, no need to call your co-host out like that. We're just we're just trying to get by out here. But it's representative of her New York homeless experience. It's not just like one singular thing she went through. This is like 
a, this is kind of like, I don't know if she would call it a trauma, but, but if it were me, I would, that, that looks traumatizing. It's like a full on, mm. like, continuous trauma she probably went through with this circle of people. So it's like, not necessarily like one thing that happened throughout three days, but it's like all this time, all the feelings she went through, all the, all the relationships that progressed, all the relationships that got cut off. And that's just the way it was. And these people were mm-hmm. central to that experience. And I find that super interesting. So You know, she moved in with Caleb Laundrie Jones after the thing. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Like, just, just like, um, platonic? Like, I don't know. Roommates? I don't know. Oh. But I, I found that out. Interesting. Okay. I, I don't really... I don't really see them as a pair. I'm honestly kind of scared of him at this point. Caleb, I don't want to see you on the street. Yeah, no, I had to watch an interview of him just to make sure he wasn't like Ilya. Bruh, <laughs> even in the interviews, he's scary. He, he, there is something, he's just like, I watched one interview of him. He seems slightly off, but you know, that's was just. It the, was it the Good Morning America one? Um, I think it was another one. It's just some random one where he was talking about um, his um, most. Famous, iconic roles. Most iconic roles. He he was fine in that one. What no, are you about? he seemed weird to me. He was just like he seemed off. He seemed like one of those cuckoo. He people. seemed great. <laughs> Normal people are like me and you. We laugh. We kind of we have. He just chill seems persons. awkward. He doesn't seem chill. He seems like he's got. He seems very on. chill. He seems like he. He could like burn burn a school up. Oh, someone said he is like the best Joker. Do you read the comment? Someone was like, he needs to play Joker. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Honestly, um, but yes, back to sorry, Joaquin. <laughs> right, go on. Joaquin, don't come for Joaquin like that. What are you? What are you implying? Okay, but yes. Um, back to having no. I will wife. not speak about Joker. I honestly forget um, the exact order of events, but there are a couple. Exactly, because you don't really know what happens. Yeah, it's like it's just it's it's fluid, but also kind of choppy at the same time. I don't know how to describe I it. Think, so she meets up with Mike, mm-hmm. and then they're like, they go. And I think they go to something. Oh, he buys her, gets her a phone, and then they go to Diana's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, Diana is just this lady that kind of houses homeless people for like yeah. small amounts of rent every night. I would say she's a nice lady. Um, mm. She's a, and it depends that she's based off a real person. Mm-hmm. I know. She, I, she she probably it, I don't know. It's just like all these new people they bring into this, and I'm like, wow, this is this really is how it is um Mm. but basically um somewhere along the line she um you know she she kind of goes down the drain her her whole situation she goes crazy because um she starts um taking heroin heroin after she kind of begs uh mike for it Mike is like, all right. Oh, she I'll... doesn't have any money. She doesn't have yeah. any money. She doesn't have any money. Um, and she asked Mike to kind of cover for her just this one time. And Mike ends up agreeing because Mike's just 
he's not a he's an argumentative guy but also in the end he he'll he doesn't have the energy for all of that and so she ends up getting this heroin and that's just what fosters this whole situation kind of imploding onto herself because now she's lost all judgment and this kind of builds builds up but she's um, been like that the whole film it's not it's not just one plot point it's like she, it's like everything she does is formed from her addiction mm-hmm. correct yeah like yeah i mean she i think her relationship with um mike is just her like using him as like an gateway like it's much easier for her to be able to just mm-hmm. using her him to her advantage even though she's obviously still in love with either she's just like yeah for i'm sure. just gonna use him because he's like it's easy for me for sure quite smart girl actually. Mm-hmm. she is pretty smart she yeah. she does kind of she does take a lot of uh advantage of mike and i don't think mike really realizes it realize it because mike isn't really in in it himself he himself is also an addict so he's also all over the place and he doesn't well i would say he's more on top of his game than harley is because he actually does have some money that he gets he's always like i'm out there risking my life and you know you're (laughs) spanging for like 30 minutes (laughs) i learned a new word when i watched this film spanged He's always, like, reprimanding Harley. If anything, he's more yeah. like a mentor, I would say. Like, mm. you know? Different mentor than Scully, though. This is more of, like, a hostile, you know. so small. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. so small. Uh, yeah, I was really confused on that, too. I really thought he was gonna oh, come back. Oh, I thought Diana sort of um, put played the role that, that Scully sort of played towards the end. Because she was like, I could give you these dream catchers to sell. Mm. And you could put like um, jewels on them, and you could sell them. Like you're right. when life throws stones at you, you don't know what you get. I'm like, that's so sweet. And then Holly was just like shooting her heroin, <laughs> her bunk bed. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. You're you're right. You're right. You know, throughout the film, there are these small sprinkles of humanity. Sprinkle of glitter. Hope. Did you watch? Did you watch Sprinkle of Glitter? No, I'm not. What is that no, movie? She's a British YouTuber. Oh my gosh. Okay, kind of like, kind of unrelated to the point of the movie we're at, but the soundtrack to this film, also something that kind of creates this crescendo. I'm like, They Sir. never miss. They never ever miss. Let me, let me play my favorite song from this. Okay. Let's, let me find it. Okay. I'm on my Spotify right now. Did you become obsessed with the soundtrack? Here it is. See? Just that. That is is amazing to me. That That is just exactly their style. It just fits... It just fits the movie so well, and it fits... Fits like a glove. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work with anything else. Anything else. And it's just so chaotic. So much going on, and it just... It is an... It's, it's literally a spiral in your ear. Mm-hmm. For real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's... Catch me seeing that. <laughs> 
it's it's too amazing. So props to them, honestly. Good good on them for picking good music. Um, but yeah, next, I guess uh, another standout scene that we should probably talk about is props when- to Paul Paul Grimstad and Ariel Pink for the Ariel Pink for the music. Yep. Mm, yeah, Ariel Pink, um, and Dev Hines. I think he also what did he was on the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, he did. They found all the they found all the people. Mm-hmm. They did okay. that. Josh and Benny Zathi. Give them props because they really they really did something. Quite honestly, um, but yeah, another big scene. I don't know if we're skipping over stuff. If we remember things later on, yeah, we can uh-uh. add. But later on, Mike and Ilya have an altercation. Oh, cause before this, before this, um. What's her name? Harley's um, spanging, wants money, like, <laughs> sitting, like, you know. With, why are you laughing so much? Spanging! She's, <laughs> she's got her sign saying, please, money, for shelter or food. Oh, and yeah. And she's reading a book, and she's, like, falling asleep, and then Ilya comes up, like, why are you up in my spot? Like, this is my spot. And then Harley's like, this is not your spot. And, he, and then he's like, what's that in your hand? And she's like, nothing, it's my book. And he's like takes her phone and calls Mike on it. It was like, Mike, give me a bag, you know, I'll meet oh, you yeah. in front of the Barnes and Nobles in twenty minutes. And then um he's like, I'm gonna kill Mike to Harley. And then Harley's like, No, you can't kill him. And when then you he takes her um what's it called? Something bag. He takes her bag with all her belongings and throws it down the stairs. She's like, Where's my bag? And he's like, I threw it down the stairs in front of the gate da, 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 on the 40th street. You go get it. And I'm like, so childish. Like, it's kind of funny, but it's when you, like. When you reenact that, now like verbally. It's so accurate, it though. Sounds, it's so accurate, but it makes it sound so stupid. It was like. Yeah, and then I actually, I love how they literally have no social etiquette and don't care. And they're just like screaming. I'm not swearing. They're screaming, F you! F you, Ilya! And like in the middle of the street. <laughs> the street. Just and like people walking mind, down the street. The people walking down the street probably are not extras. They're probably real people no, walking down the street. No, I know. They don't care. I'm like, I love. They literally don't care. They don't care. Uh, it's, it's, it's so much. They're, they're literally not phased. And, you know, I, I was kind of like expecting something to happen in that scene. Because I was like, I was expecting the bag to explode or something with something Ilya put in it. All he did was throw it down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, all he did was throw it down. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> so funny. <sighs> but yes. That is, so... That's quite funny. But like, I wasn't laughing when I watched it. I was just like, um. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay. thinking, thinking on it now, we can reminisce and laugh about it. Yeah. Laugh about the yeah. good times. But, so this is the point when... Mike um, becomes aware that uh, Ilya wants to fight him later on, and so now Mike is like, "What's up? What's up? Like, why didn't you do it? I'm I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna fight you, and mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. in it, up in some park, you know I'm I will I will bust your face I will bust your a I'll bust the windows at your car. No. I know, I know that song. I forget the rest of it, though. It's fine. Can please continue. But basically, they they fight. They fight, and 
at first, Mike is winning. Mike is going crazy. Mike He's like, yeah, you, you deserve this. You know, you have this coming. I got you. I was gonna. I will, oh know. my god, the way um, Holly was just like smiling. <laughs> she was just like, yes. <laughs> just watching it behind the like barbed wire. She's like, this, she, she loved it. The two was, men fighting over her. This part was kind of funny to me to just like, okay, the. You said you didn't think Mike was a comedic character. Mike is a comedic character. Mike in this part, just the just the energy. He's just so he is so like overly into everything. While Ilya doesn't, Ilya has like a super overwhelming personality, but in a more mellow sense, I would say. But Mike is like out there, out there, like you know, whenever like whatever feeling he's having, whatever emotion, it's always ten out of ten. It's not. Oh, like he's a, very emotive. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. He's yelling. He's screaming. He says what he says. He. he oh, he's a great he storyteller. He's a great storyteller. He, he really is. He really is. And so, basically, it ends with you know Ilya doing exactly what we expect. He like stabs, uh, Mike, in. But his like hand. Mike, Mike gives him a chance and is like, you know what? I could kill you right now, but I'm not going to because mm-hmm. I'm not like on about mm-hmm. that. And then he like lets go of him, mm-hmm. and then. Yep, and that just happened. What is he? What is he hit in the hand? Yep, in the hand. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And at this point, I'm like, wow, Ilya, Ilya's. I knew this from the beginning, but Ilya just keeps getting worse. I don't know why. Uh, Harley just keeps kind of sticking. She's like, she said, like, I'm in love with him no matter what he does. I know. I was. I, you know, I know this is a real-life experience, but also, I, d- I truly don't see any reason why she's, like, you know, sh- shouldn't she have realized after she tried to kill herself that, you know, something something was not right in that relationship? Mm. I, I don't know, but there's also no one else she really could have turned to, um, except Scully, maybe, but also she's... She's a toxic She's person. She's so rude to Scully. She was so rude. I was kind of, I was kind of mad. I was like, "How dare you!" But also, you know, toxic mm. people. She's not. She's not exactly a good person. She really isn't. None of the people mm. in Safi Brother films really are good people. But mm. that's just the way. Except she the sixteen-year-old girl. <laughs> that's so that's so awkward that's so awkward okay quick plug listen to our good time podcast to hear more about uh about good time so that's that's another highlight of our podcast career but basically later on um no when mike is mike is healing he 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 asks her do you still love him and she's like yeah and Mm -hmm. he walks out Mm mm-hmm yeah, I would say I would say Mike kind of kind of acts as kind of like a confidant, confidant as well. You know, we talked about this earlier on, so we can we can move on. But basically, um, later on, do you think he likes her? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Honestly, I think they're just like two two people that were kind of in a in a similar desperate situation and. He was stringing, he, he and her were just kind of along for the ride together, and they're like, you know what, okay, like, whatever, you know? But also, I don't mm. think there's any real sort of, you know, love-type 
connection Oh, there's there. one scene where they're both sitting on the bunk bed at Diana's house and they're watching telly. Mm-hmm. Telly. Um, and it's like, they're like both lying on the bed and they both look so gone. They're just like, <laughs> they literally, they both look like they're zooted. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They are. But um, I was like, like, kind of cute. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Okay, okay. You know what, though? I will say, I will say Mike is infinitely better than Ilya. Mike is infinitely yeah. better. But also, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't know what the Safdie brothers were trying to go for, but I wouldn't say I got, like, a strong romantic situation going No, on. it wasn't strong, was it? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, I think it was a possibility, you know? Um, it did definitely have their moments, but also, I wouldn't say it was super, super developed. They just kind of had a thing, and it just kind of faded off, because it was always Ilya. It's always Ilya, yeah. Ilya, Ilya. And speaking of Ilya, Ilya has this moment where he overdoses later on. Mm. He's unconscious at this fast food restaurant, and she receives a phone call from this girl who's like, Oh, come help Ilya. Ilya's not okay. She's like freaking out. Harley's yeah. freaking out. She comes because she cares and she is scared. And then she ends up she ends up giving CPR to Ilya, who comes back into consciousness. So in a way, she kind of nurses him back to health. And that's when they kind of reach their relationship high, because that's when they rebuild their bond together as yeah. a pair of homeless people trying to live their lives. And Ilya, you know, he, we get to see his most amiable, amiable side, I guess. And they kind of go around New York. At this point, Mike has kind of been ditched. They go around New York trying to make (laughs) money. Mike's ditched. Fully ditched. I know. I feel bad for him. But, But he also, something happened to him. He didn't overdose. He just, like fell ill or something uh remember when he was in the bathroom with Antoine uh I forget I just remember that um oh you're right yeah you're right because they fall out and then like she has nowhere to go so she's like she's like Diane is he here is what's his name Mike here and she's like don't tell him I was here that's another part of Harley that was kind of questionable because I was like Mm -hmm. because Mike was in there and he was he, he looked not okay. And that other random guy was in there. Um, I, His hair. Yeah, oh. I know. I know. It was a lot. It, and Harley saw that. And I don't know if she didn't know what to do or she just didn't care. No. Or she was like in a She heard about Ilya, so she had to go. Mm. Well, no, she didn't have to go. She, she prioritized him. Mm. Yeah. But it was just, bye, Mike. You know? Bye. We're, we're Goodbye, leaving. Mike. You know, stranger things. Stop! Stop! Don't no need to bring up stranger things just yet. Uh, you know what? I love that show though. Finn Wolfhard, if you're listening, you are fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I think I appreciate your work. But back to Mike. Mike just got kind of ditched. He was like. That that was kind of sad because I was like Mike kind of did a lot for you Harley and you're just you're just only this yeah. man here. What did Ilya do for you? C- uh, tried to get you to commit suicide and for what? 
you know, it's just, you know, it is what it is, though. That's toxicity for you. Um, yeah, and then they go and, like, steal five-hour energy from um, convenience stores and sell it to um, newspaper stands. Yep. So now they become these... Bonnie and Clyde. Mm-hmm. Criminals, criminal scammers, you know, petty theft situations. Uh, And they just make out on the sidewalk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And they just, this is is their high at this point. This is their climax. They're really, they're really hitting it off on the streets, you know, kind of. You know, making making some sort of bank, you know, they think they're rolling in the high life. And off this high, they decide, oh, you know, we're we're going to we're going to get on a bus to Miami because, you know, we're moving Florida. on to the next step together. Um, and what happens here is when Harley is sleeping, Ilya gets up and he gets off the bus. He gets off the bus and Harley doesn't know, like in the middle Absolute of the ride. Absolute bullcrap. And that was that was just a confirmation of Ilya's character. It was just like, you know, Ed, I knew something was gonna happen, but that I don't know. That was that was cold. That was cold. It was. Mm-mm. And at this point, you know, again, you're rooting for Harley as a character because she's a protagonist. You're not. You're you're supposed to kind of be invested in this person and what's gonna happen to them. And Ilya's not really a part of that for me, at least, because I'm like, I don't care for this Ilya dude. He 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 is bad mm. news. He really is. And so he left, and Harley's just left in this devastated state when she finds out, and she just kind of spirals, and she's like, oh, you know, having this whole crisis within herself. You know, how could this happen? You know, what did I do? why why did he do this um it's just a lot what are your thoughts on that situation it's it's a scene that is like so the scene i'm talking about is like the scene where she like gets off the bus and she's like crying like on the highway and she's just like literally helpless Mm -hmm. and you have i'm pretty sure it's like an extremely spiral whatever like you know like the the, the sound mm-hmm. the soundtrack at that point was like extremely, extremely like, like mm-hmm. this is what am i saying <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I know what you mean i know what you mean and, yeah it, it's just yeah thank you thank you um it's just it was a very heartbreaking scene and i was like how is she gonna how was she gonna come back from this how was she gonna like what's she gonna do next for sure. The ending, I was like, for sure. I didn't the ending. I mean, I sort of did, but like, yeah, me too. I, you know what, I, I liked, I, I liked the way the oh, Ilya, Ilya leaving um, was. We didn't talk about his fate. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. He, he okay. gets well, he hitchhikes well, back to New York. Yeah, he, he and then. He, yeah. He burns to death. He burns to death. It's like a midsummer. I know. It was crazy. I was like, serves him right. But also, geez. Oh. Sapphire Rose, they went crazy. 
You know, I'm I'm kind of happy with like the way the Ilya stuff tied up though. I don't really I don't really see an alternative to it, but also like emotionally that was a roller coaster. That was a lot, you mm. know. Ilya he was a really crazy character. He's super well written, I would say. You know, Caleb Andrew Jones gives this perfect kind of scary experience to him. And the the ending after You know that, the the real Ilya was supposed to be on set. But oh, he was really? like too he was supposed to play Ilya oh. in the movie, but he was like too out of it to be in it. Because mm. during the shooting, um Ariel was off her room, but she was on like meth something metaphrase mm. I don't really know. What meta whatever. Um but like Ilya was like really out of it. Like mm. He he sh- showed up on like the first day of um, rehearsals or something, and he was like, I don't know, something like that. Oh wow! It was just like bad, and then he died of overdose mm. in two thousand fifteen wow. in Central Park. Yeah, see, this makes me wonder what the real Ilya was like. Like, is this an accurate yeah. portrayal? You know, because if if and if Ilya was as bad as he was portrayed in this movie, why does? Why did Ariel still feel this kind of connection? I think to it's it? like loneliness and mm. desperation. Mm-hmm. She probably made him like you. You see when they're together, like loot, not looting, <laughs> stealing from shops. She seems genuinely happy, mm. and like You're right. I think it's. I don't know. I think it's something about like dependence, and I feel like Ariel. No, I can't say that. Um, Harley as a character. <clears throat> <clears throat> always she's oh sorry she's got, she's got a text uh, she always like is dependent on someone else like she's never dependent on herself whether that be of like substance abuse when she's um using mike as like um her um source for heroin or it's like her idealized version of a, a relationship with um Ilya. i just feel like her character is one that she can't in the movie, I hope she is fine now, the actual person, but in the movie it seems like she can't, like, function as an individual. She always has to seem to, like, latch onto something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point, actually. That's, I, I think the whole movie is just about kind of her lack of self-awareness, really, and you know she she doesn't it doesn't really end up being resolved yeah um, she just goes back to white castle where yeah josh is telling one of his famous stories yeah it it, it just kind of goes back to this loneliness that she felt at the beginning you know she's still kind of searching for something but also she's got such an interesting face you're such right. an interesting face you're so right it's I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It just seems like it has a lot of emotions <laughs> bottled up in it. And yeah. it, it, it's like, it's like a lonely ending, you know? She's just sitting there on her own, like, at a, is it the same or a separate table? The same table? Yeah. No, same table. Same she table. just shows up. She doesn't say anything. I know, like, she doesn't say anything. How isn't Mike mad? I know. I know. But uh, too fair, not Mike, much of this movie makes sense. Mike gets over so. things pretty quickly, I would say. He seems, <laughs> he seems like the type of person. But 
Yeah, not yeah, like you said, not much makes sense because they don't really build a lot of bridges to everything. Um, the Saturday mm-hmm. Brothers is just kind of one thing to the next, you know, I'm not going to explain everything for you, it is what it is. Um, but it, it's, the ending is just him telling a story. Um, Harley just kind of zoning out, you know, probably thinking about everything that's just happened to her, kind of reconsidering all of her life choices. At this point, I don't know what her feelings towards Ilya is. Um, probably just... She doesn't know his, she doesn't know she he's doesn't dead. Know. So it's like loss, uncertainty, um, some form of regret maybe. Um, it's just. I think it's ironic how Ilya dies when at the beginning of the film he is like, "If you love me, you will die." Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Mm. I how would you how 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 did you feel about the ending? What did you say? I was I was like, um. I was, while I was watching it, I was thinking back to Good Time and what the ending of Good Time was like, and I was like, it's quite similar in the fact that you see the character sort of reflecting, sort of, on what they've done while they're immersed in an, um, a situation with, like, other people, and, like, sort of the other people are more, um, they take up more of the scene than she does. For sure. Or he does for... I forgot his name. For Benny Safdie in Good Time. Where he's like just, he's following the leader when he's in that, um, the group. Mm. Like going there, across the room if you've ever been, da, da, da. Mm. And then it's the same thing, it's very reflective and like solemn. Mm. And I think it's, it's a really good way to end a movie, like with that sort of tone. But I just, I guess a movie with no plot needs no resolution, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect way to put it, I would say. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I have like a particular inclination. I don't think I don't think it's like the most amazing mind blowing ending ever, but I don't think I don't think it's a bad ending at all. If anything, I felt like it flowed just right, you know, it wasn't anything off. It was kind of you know, where you would expect her to be at that point. And mm. it's just a nice way to end it off when you're still not quite sure about, you know, what's going to happen to her. It kind of leaves us... Wait, I think I just found a picture of Ilya online. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. I searched this up, too. I searched this up. Is that him? I... Yeah, he looks kind of slimy, like I said, you know. But how come come he attended... Oh, probably because in preparation for the film. (sighs) Okay, this came out... This came out in 2014... I think. It, oh, and he died in 2015, so yeah. he probably went to the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Was, wow. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I wonder what this man did. He seems he seems dangerous, you know. I wish our viewers could see this right now, but maybe search him <laughs> up. Ilya Leontayev, um, kind of kind of scary guy. Honestly, I I don't I don't condone his behavior in any sense. Um, but R.I.P. Ilya, I guess. Mm. <laughs> oh, um, I was just looking at the poster for this movie, and I remember this was, um, 
Rob Pattinson saw the poster. He didn't even watch the film. He just saw the movie poster, the pink lit face of R.L. Holmes, and was like, I want to work with the Safdie brothers. That's so... That that is so wrong. The, the the poster is completely different to how the movie is, mm-hmm. but it's very how it's very much how good time is, mm-hmm. but it's not how this this film because it's very much. it's very muted, gritty, grainy. Yeah, it's a it's got a very light. It's like hue. a yeah exactly. It's like a gray kind of tone throughout yeah. all of it. It's not super colorful or anything. Um, I yeah I do <laughs> I found it funny that Rob didn't even watch. He just saw that poster and he was like, mm, "I'm gonna call these guys. I want to be in a movie with them for them." That's like, it is a really great poster. Mm, it is a really good poster, but yeah, the I the cinematography itself. I guess we can talk about that a little bit. I don't think there's anything super special about it. It's like the camera movement itself is like similar to Good Time. There's so many close-ups, close-up shots. Oh yeah, for sure. It's not. It's, it's not like, a very beautiful film. It really isn't. It. No, it's not. If anything, most of right. its shots are quite ugly. But it's like it's the it's the feeling you get from the characters. You know, <laughs> this is an ugly film. <laughs> That's what you said. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do anything better. Let me just clear this up. If any of you, Benny or Josh, if you're listening to this in the future, you know, <laughs> I, I no no offense to you at all you know it, it's just like i think i think it's what they might have been going for honestly it's like not supposed to no, be a super not. refined situation you know some films have like kind of build up every shot like let me bring this up one car why i just watched in the mood for love for the first time his movie yeah. it's just like every single shot it's like thought out you know he, he wants it to be right there literally mm-hmm. heaven knows what yeah. no I don't think they they don't plan these things out. They maybe plan out like where they want their faces to be, but it's like mm. the the movement, like the framing itself, it's very much like, you know, wherever the characters are, the cameraman just moves with them kind of in uh, improvisation, not really as like this kind of orchestrated sequence, which no, yeah. I can still appreciate, you know. It's not supposed to be the, like this amazing, you know, well-set situation it's it's fluid and it's just it's out there it's a lot so yeah and that's why it seems like a documentary but it's not Mm, for sure for sure but yeah i I think that pretty much wraps up my thoughts on the movie oh i want to know what you think why you think it's called heaven knows what good question i honestly did not think about this um because heaven knows what <laughs> heaven knows what these people are doing you know these 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 people are just out here going crazy um kind of living these insane wild experiences so it's like heaven knows what oh so you think it's like the phrase like oh yeah. heaven knows what like who knows like that who knows Hmm. What do you, what what's your take on it? Uh, I didn't think about it in regards to the phrase, but like it does make sense. But mm-hmm. to me, it's just like obvious. Well, no, not obvious, but like me reading it, I was like, okay, this is like got themes of death. Mm-hmm. It was just like 
have heaven knows what like it it is nothing like i genuinely i try to find me i try to like really like dissect those three words but uh-huh. like i no i couldn't think of anything yeah i like, just death that death thing kind of makes sense i would say um i might search this up later on yeah honestly i truly did not like fully think on this um the book itself is called mad love in new york so this name was like rethought out hmm. um but interesting title i would say we'll we'll get back on that later on um this movie just to wrap it up i would i would give it a 4.5 honestly 4.5 really? yeah i enjoyed it i enjoyed it thoroughly i loved i loved the experience it gives me i wouldn't say i felt extreme like emotional impact after like oh my life has changed i know which direction i want to go in now but it's just like visually like a not even visually because like i said it was ugly but like experience wise no yeah. offense no offense at all it's not a bad thing experience wise it was just this gritty amazing kind of uh, it, it felt it feels like a theme park ride you know their movies it just feels like you're going to all these locations seeing all these people and you're it's like non-stop here we go you know mm. and i enjoyed that aspect mm. for them so yeah for me i was more i think in while i was watching it i was like this is a really tough watch like i was like it was really hard for me to get through this like <laughs> i just let you know that <laughs> um but i really enjoyed like learning about um ariel and like how the safety brothers like found her like to me that the process of how this film was made was so much more fulfilling than the actual film itself. Like, it just, it really, like, like, l- finding out that she was drawing in the subway and was, like, recruited because the a jeweler saw her drawings, so she was recruited for the apprenticeship at the Diamond District. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that's so sick, like, these little stories, and, like, mm-hmm. like, it's not about the how you, it's not about the destination it's about the journey mm-hmm. to me the journey of this film was really interesting a hundred percent like i don't like i don't not like the movie i do really like it but it was just like it was really hard i know i know what you mean i know what you mean i totally feel that it uh, yeah. it, it it felt it felt like a lot it definitely felt yeah. like a lot um it was it was my thing though i would say um did i love it as much as a good time no no good time was five stars good time was five good stars. time was time was amazing uncut gems i don't know if you watched I uncut haven't seen gems, it. but honestly i would say i preferred this a little more to uncut gems mm. mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's about it you you have a rating 3.5 from me 3.5 3.5 oh wow she she went she she took a radical spin on this you know what i appreciate that i appreciate different outlooks on this you know it's but i i gotta say i love the safety brothers mm-hmm. i really do they are fantastic i'm excited to see new york new work from new york about them i hope they do get kind of like <laughs> new work from new york mm-hmm. I, I hope they kind of step outside their comfort zone a little bit, though, in the future. Oh, like a rom-com. I'm 
wouldn't say a rom-com, but, you know, it doesn't always have to be, like, the same cycle of this character, this toxic character, kind of in this, mm. in the short frame, going through these crazy things. Because You could check out that short film. Mm, you're right. I will. I will, actually. They, they have kind of a lot, a lot of stuff in their filmography that I will make sure to check out sometime soon. Um... Any last comments, remarks, anything? I I just wonder if there was a script for this movie or whether it was all improv. Oh. Improv. Improv. Oh, that's actually really interesting. Because I was watching uh, no, I was, the same interview I was watching with um, Josh and Benny was like when they were, when Buddy and um, Ariel were like, I'm going to American, like my sister said. Um, they they were looking at the post that Buddy stole from the mailman. Uh-huh. Um, Josh was like, "Yeah, just say what the say what you're um, picking up," and then like it. He just he was talking about how Buddy is a very natural and like himself is a very theatrical person, and it's like whatever he says, it's a very natural dialogue. It's not like it's not he does, they don't need to write like a script for him. Mm. So I'm wondering if that was the same for the entire film or whether it was like that is actually a very interesting point i did not think about that but thinking back on the movie itself and the people in it like buddy i honestly think it was improv i don't think that stuff could have been like you know it i don't think i think some of it could have been written i think the general storyline itself is definitely like obviously set but, you know, mm, yeah, when you yeah. put those people in those moments, they are kind of like, I mean, Bobby himself is native to the city and he has a lot of experiences in, like, criminal activity. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with this. And, you know, he's a real person. And I think I think his character is very, it's him, you know, it's, it's authentic Bobby, buddy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Didn't mean to butcher your name, but... Yep, that's... Yeah, that was good. That was a really fun conversation. That was was a great conversation. This has been the Two Girls, One Film podcast. Thanks for checking in and see you soon.